Hey everybody, Delaney here and welcome back to the Be The Brave Ones podcast. Today, we are continuing in the Surrounded series with Tiffany Daniels, the founder of Therefore Teen Gathering, an annual conference for high school girls to feel seen and known and deeply loved by God and his people. Tiffany is also a pastor's wife, a cancer survivor, and the mom of three grown children. She's been in ministry for 30 years, and 10 of those years were spent in college ministry, and several of them spent in student ministry. So she is a wealth of wisdom and knowledge for us to learn from today. Tiffany and Mandy talk about the power of brave obedience and the significance of small beginnings. So I'm so excited to invite you to pull up a seat at this table of Brave Conversation. It's going to be great. Hey, Tiffany, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's a privilege to be here with you, Mandy. Absolutely. It is a privilege to have you here. I believe that our listeners are in for a treat today. Oh, man, uh, I just love you so much, Tiffany, your heart for the next generation and how God is using you in that area. I mean, I remember when I first heard about, about their 14 gathering, I think it was in 2016. It was like right out, yep. right out of the gates. Yep. Uh, and I was sharing with my team here who had put together an event called if Tampa, I was sharing with them about this vision that got to put on my heart for the next generation. Mm-hmm. And I remember one of my leaders, I think she texted me and said, you have to check this out. There's someone who's doing this team gathering. And then I, I sought you out. I reached out sure. to you. And I was just so encouraged to hear how God was moving in your heart. And it was so affirming for the things that he was saying to me as well. So God was birthing our visions about the same time and we got to be real life friends. So thanks for, thanks for seeking me out years ago. Absolutely. It's wonderful to be connected with people who are hearing God's heart on this. It just encourages me to keep going and know that, yes, this is him. This is him. I mean, we're going to talk about it some more, but. I remember when I first got that vision for refuse to leave the next generation behind for brave girls gather, I had no idea how much of a need it truly was, mm-hmm. right? Like I just thought like, mm-hmm. I see it in my local context. I, I just saw that need with the girls in front of me. But then as I started to really slow down and listen to God and talk to more people and look into research and read books, I was blown away. Mm-hmm. I, I was just like, oh, um, this is real. God is absolutely calling us to do this. Yes, absolutely. And so I wanted to give you an opportunity to kind of introduce yourself to our listeners. Who is Tiffany Daniels? Okay. Well, first off, um, I've been married for almost 32 years. Can't even believe I'm saying that, but we've been in ministry about 30 of those years um, in student ministry, college ministry. And then my husband's been lead pastor for about 20 years. I have three grown kids and actually two grandbabies. So that's super fun. My kids are spread out around the U.S. One's in Seattle, one's in Nashville, and one is in Fort Worth. And he's married and that's my two grandkids. So yeah, super, super exciting life right now. We are um, expanding and growing our ministry. And I spend time for fun, just running, working in my yard, things like that. Love meeting with people. So I love that you've spent time in college ministry and student Mm -hmm. ministry, and then you come to this place of God is calling me to continue to see these young people. And so I would just love for you to share with our listeners about Therefore. Tell us about when it began 
and what it was like, why it started, how, how you got it started and what it was like for you to say yes to God in that season. So that's a super great question. Um, it was birthed out of personal experience. So my youngest of three kiddos is a girl. And when she was right on the brink of high school was going through just some struggles, you know, that whole mean girl, she was being bullied by some people at school. She was questioning her identity, like, who am I feeling all that comparison? And I mean, just typical teenager, but she was in a really dark place. And I heard of this, another conference that was for like sixth through 12th grade girls. And I took her kind of kicking and screaming, like, we're going to go have a mom daughter weekend. And what was so beautiful was at that weekend, there were like 800 girls in a room and is a Christian conference. And God just spoke to her through one of the speakers on the stage. She felt seen, known and loved. And like, I'm not alone in a room full of just hundreds and hundreds of other teen girls. So I left that event and I was like, I am coming back every year. I'm bringing every teenager that I have ever known or discipled. We're all going. Yeah. And he knows to me, they canceled that conference. It had been going for, for 10 years. So I was just so upset because I had kind of put my eggs in that basket. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is it. For two years straight, I looked around for another event similar to that where I could take these girls who are now in high school, found mm-hmm. nothing. At two in 2015, I was at If Gathering in Austin, and Jenny Allen was challenging everyone in the audience, you know, where is God calling you that you're afraid to go? Mm. And it was at that moment that I just felt the Lord impressed on my heart. Stop looking around for somebody else to do this or provide this. I'm calling you to launch this thing, launch a conference for high school girls. I mean, it was that clear. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm sitting up there like Moses, like crying and like, Lord, don't make me do it. It, This is not me. This is not my calling. I'm, you know, this and that. That's not me. But it was just such a strong, you know, move of the spirit just to say, just do it. Just say yes. So I go home. And about two months later, I'm sitting in a small group at a women's retreat and the words came out of my mouth. I am going to launch a conference for high school girls. And so, you know, as those words are coming out, you're like, really? (laughs) And I just said, you know, God's called me to do this. I'm going to jump. Who wants to jump with me? And like nine of these other moms in the circle were like, we'll do it. We don't know what you're doing, but we'll do it with you. So it was a beautiful yes. And fast forward about eight months after that. And we had 850 girls in the sanctuary of my church and amazing speakers and worship artists. And God did it. So that was about seven years ago. I love that so much. And I love that question that Jenny Allen asked about what is God calling you to do that makes you afraid? And the reason why I love that question is I think that there's a lot of women out there and God is tapping them on the shoulder and he's saying, Hey, I need you to see this girl or these girls. And I want you to invest in them. And it's so easy for us to go, Oh no, he's not saying that they like, we start to make the list, right? Like they have someone, you know, they, they need their Bible. They're fine. You know? And we just kind of shrug it off or we go, I just couldn't do that. They don't have any interest in talking to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I've, I have found that that is very much not the truth. Correct. And we have to get past our fear. Mm-hmm. And I think that we've been so siloed. And so we, it's become really easy to be comfortable 
talking to those who look like us, think like us, act like us in the same stage of life as us. Mm -hmm. And so we feel like, well, you know, there's not going to be a lot for them from me. And it's so easy to do that here. And I have found that once I cross that line, you know, that's part of our name, Brave Girls Gather, is we want to be brave. We got to step across that line. We got to step in. I've never regretted it. I've never regretted extending, even just extending an invitation that got turned down. But when the invitation is received, I found there's just as much in it for me as there is for that other person. Mm -hmm. I agree with you 100%. I think faith or saying that yes to God is risky, right? It is. But faith requires risk, requires risk. And I found too, like you said, that the joy that comes from saying yes and being bold and, and not being afraid if it's a little bit messy. I think I learned that over the years. It's like, okay, just, just be okay. If it doesn't work out perfectly the first time, but, but God, and, but he's in it with you, you know, and who knows knows what he'll do with your yes. Amen. And that, that yes is it's obedience. He's no matter what, he's going to bless the yes. It it may not turn out looking exactly like what we thought, but he's going to bless the yes. And I agree that it might not turn out the way that we thought it, right? God has shown me the value of big and small. Mm-hmm. And some, I mean, you may be like, oh, I know five girls. My goodness, if you get two girls to show up and then yeah. you're investing. One girl. One girl. One yeah. girl. He might have, he might say, I'm glad you thought of those four, but this is the one I want you to pay attention to, right? Yeah, for Jesus, sure. He, he said he leaves the 99 for the one. That one might be the one he's calling us to disciple. For sure. And um, I read something not too long ago that talks about, you know, girls that are teenagers that are going to stand firm in their faith and do better, more anchored as they leave to go to college. They have another woman in their life aside from their mom or dad, another adult that is pouring into them spiritually. So a simple one-on-one investment is huge. It's huge for a life for a teenager, you know? Amen. Amen. Have you ever read the book? Hurt 2.0 or heard of it by Chap Clark. I've heard of it, but I have not read it. Tell me. Uh, he, he, so it was when I first got this vision, I was friends with a couple who used to be young life leaders, like the, the area young life leaders. And they told me, you got to read this book. So I read it and he, Chap Clark, the author, he spent a lot of time researching the next generation and going, how do we connect with them? And, and what do they need? And something that he pointed out is how exactly what you just said, basically is one more adult, one more adult past their parents yeah. increases the likelihood that they will not walk away from the church between high school and college. Every other adult that's in their life past their parents, pointing them to Jesus, speaking the truth over them, sharing wisdom with them is improving the percentage of the chance that they won't walk exactly. away from the church. Um, I just finished reading a book. Can I show you real quick? Please. It's called um, Faith for Exiles. And it's about, do you know this one? I got uh, it. I have, I've just started reading it. Someone else recommended it to me. It's so good. And one of the statistics that they point out in that is that only 10% of 18 to 29 year olds, I think it says, grew, um, that grew up in the church actually are what they call resilient disciples. They stay connected to the church. Mm-hmm. I mean, that we need to up that percentage. Um, yeah. that, that's not high enough for my liking. So it takes people like us who have either walked through, you know, we've all walked through teenage years, but who have seen it and know what our investment can do in the life of a girl. So yeah, Yeah. that's a good resource to read. 
Thanks for sharing that. I hope our listeners took a note there. It's called Faith for Exiles. Go check it out. Order it. Start reading it. All right. So as you know, Tiffany, our current series is called Surrounded. And it is about us looking around and going, what's surrounding me? What do I see? And we come to this inevitable need that no matter what we see, that we need God and his people. And so I would just love for you to share with our listeners. When I first told you about this series, Mm -hmm. what came to mind for you? Sure. So two things, and I'll talk about the first one, the the concept of being surrounded. Um, I think this generation is surrounded with so many, so many pressures that we may not have had as we were when we were teens. You know, social media is a huge one. Just the anxiety that it brings, the pressure to look like this, be like this, have this many likes, be accepted. I mean, that's huge, but they're surrounded by that. And even the peer pressure that they see at school and, you know, just media in general, what they're opening up, TV, uh, movies, all that. So I feel like they're surrounded. I feel like, you know, the, the enemy has these darts that he is just chunking at them. So when I think about that, I'm like, okay, what are we going to do about that? What is our responsibility? And then the second half of being surrounded is, is our responsibility to surround them with tools, with truth, with all the things that we can give that relationship we were talking about earlier, having coffee, being a good listener. Honestly, I feel like we are at war for this next generation. And Mm -hmm. so let's surround them with the good, the positive, God's truth, you know, biblical views, biblical worldviews. Mm -hmm. So two kinds of surrounded taking those that are surrounded and surrounding them. Yes. Yes. And it makes me think about the verse in Ecclesiastes where it says two are better than one and a strand of a three braided cord is not easily broken. And just the more of us that are surrounding them. I gave this visual one time with a group and there was a young girl there in the room and I, I had her stand by herself and then come over to the center where I had asked some women to gather and then put her in the middle. Mm. Right. And that was just like the spiritual picture. And it doesn't mean that we have to, you know, like be a bunch of helicopter spiritual moms, you know, right, right, right. Just even thinking of the armor of God and how the shield is this big uh, shield that covers us from head to toe and just putting up that shield in front of them in the form of prayers and the form of investing in them and the form of spending time with them. Mm -hmm. Um, And you mentioned like media and all of those things in that book that I mentioned, uh, Hurt 2.0, Chap. Clark actually talks about, he goes all the way back to the fifties and the sixties and the introduction Mm -hmm. of the television and media in general and how the introduction of pop culture was actually what began to separate the generations because what was cool for the young people was not what was being marketed to the older people. And so we started to kind of pod together with our people. And so we have to be intentional about breaking that down. And I love too, that if the media is surrounding them, you know, when we say media, we mean social media, all those pieces. If yeah. culture is surrounding them, then we have to come in and do our job too, to surround yeah. them as well. I I want to challenge your listeners because of something that I've heard recently from a counselor friend of mine talking about the pressures of social media and anxiety. And I know you've been very aware of the rise of anxiety among teenagers. I mean, I'm seeing even teens that are fearful of making friends or having conversations. And so much of it is over text. I'll have girls and I'll say, y'all just pick up the phone and call so-and-so. They're like, oh, we don't talk on the phone. We don't talk. You know, it's like, so there's this whole wall, this whole barrier that I think 
having coffee, having face-to-face interactions with them, as much as you can encourage that, we're helping break down those social anxieties that social media is creating. Does that make sense? Oh, 100%, 100%. And it makes me think about Brave Conversations within Brave Girls Gather. It's all about just inviting a group of girls over and talking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, You're just going to talk and you're going to give them permission to be real and honest. Yeah. And that's another place where smaller is better because the bigger the group, the less people they're like, I don't know her, <laughs> you know, right, right. the smaller, the better, the smaller, the more opening up you'll get. And you're teaching them. And we've even done this with my daughter who's 10 and her friends. And it's amazing to watch them just open up and talk to each other. So that's, yeah, that's one of the areas where we have to be intentional. What are we doing? If, if media, social media is doing this, what do we need to do to counter it? For sure. One thing, and I know you and I have both both used conversation cards, you know, mm-hmm. in, in our small groups. I keep a list of good questions on my phone, under notes wow. in my phone, so that I am never without a conversation starter with a teenager. And I just, I started it years ago and I just add to it. And it's so funny because now people know that I have that question list and they'll text <laughs> me, hey, can you send me, you know, like 10 of those questions that you have on your question list? Because We don't ever want to be caught empty handed, you know, just like, oh, what am I going to ask him? That is, that is such a great idea. And do you just pray about it? Do you, does a question just pop into your head and then you put it down? Are you looking for questions? How do you make your list? I try and I try, here you go. You're getting the inside scoop here. I try to never show up at a meeting without at least a couple questions kind of in my back pocket. So Anytime I'm getting together, you know, with an intentional one-on-one or one-on-two or three, I just, I'm ready. You just go prepared and it's super easy if you don't have to think about it and you've already got them locked and loaded, you know? Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is really kind of left field, but it just popped in my head and it's so funny. I have to share it. So when my 21 year old, I want to say when he was like 16, his friend used to not text everything with his girlfriend because he had to save some things for when (laughs) they were going to get together and talk. Yeah. Yeah. So if there was something that he didn't, he wanted to save, he would make a little note. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> so great. He had to I save it. that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I mean, we got to be smart about it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that is, that is an awesome idea. I think that you should start like start a blog posting. Like these are questions we can ask. We can ask young people. Hey, I'll I think that's them. <laughs> do. I think it's some of the fear, you know, yeah. it's some of the, we don't, we think it's going to be where we think it's going to be awkward. But at the end of the day, like I said, I've never had a situation where I've regretted that time. And every time I've walked away saying, wow, wow, God really used that. For sure. And so when I spoke with you recently, you shared with me a verse that's really been speaking to you and has spoke to you in regards to the work that God has you doing. And it's Zechariah 4.10. And I would just love for you to share how that, how God used that verse in your life and how it could also encourage us. Well, you know, when God keeps bringing a verse around time again and again and again, you're like, okay, I see you. I hear you. I'm listening, Lord. That verse, Zechariah 4.10, which says, do not despise the day of small beginnings for the Lord delights to see the work begin. Um, I'm a starter and I've started a a lot of things, but not all of them are grand things, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think he gave me that, that scripture to say, it's okay if you start small, like not everything has to be big and grand. Like we're talking about the intimate coffees with girls. You are being obedient in the small things. I will honor that. And I'm with you. And if I need it to grow, I'll make it grow. Just being okay to take the risk 
And I have so many stories I could just share with you about overcoming fear of failure, just telling yourself, you know what, not everything is going to succeed. Not everything's going to be big, but God, if you watch for him, he's in the small as well. One of the things that we did this last year, you know, therefore has been 1500 girls in person um, over the last six, six years or so. And of course, with the pandemic, what we thought was a curse, COVID being a curse, ended up being a huge catalyst to reach girls in all in 30 different countries in all 50 states, which was beautiful. But in the midst of a pandemic, the Lord put on my heart to go to DC through some connections I had and do a small little 50 girls. That's a, that's the max that could gather 50 inner city girls in Washington, DC during a pandemic. And, and yet five girls came to Christ, wow. you know, trusted Jesus with their life um, during that event. And, and to say, it doesn't matter the size, whether it's 50, 1500 or 15,000 that God is honored by our, our obedience in the little things, you know? Amen. Yes. I remember when we first did our first Brave Girls Gather at my house and I had a friend and I said, Hey, we're going to invite some girls over. We're going to see who shows up. And I want to say seven girls showed up. You know, I can't remember exactly how many we invited, but that became the perfect, that that became a great amount of girls to gather and that we saw if it was any more than that, it was going to be too much. Mm-hmm. And so we started to, that's when we started to say, we don't care how many show up, however many come right. up, we are going to make the most of this yeah. time. Yeah. And I want to say also that before that, before that gathering, before we did that, I was nervous. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I didn't know who was going to show up. I didn't know what it was going to go like. Mm-hmm. And so that fear is normal. I just want our listeners to know, you know, God put these visions on our hearts for these ministries. But when we did our very first brave girls gather, I had smaller children. I didn't know what to do. And God, I said, God, I don't have a lot of time. You've given me this vision, but I don't have a lot of time. And he put the question on my heart, Mandy, what can you do? What can Mm -hmm. you do? Mm -hmm. And I just answered that question. I said, every other month, I can invite some girls over to my house and get my friend to come over to and have some brave conversations. That's what I can do. And I really believe that God had me do it that way because he knows there's a lot of people like me. Mm -hmm. For sure. They don't have a lot of time. And he's just like, what can you do? Right. Yeah, I love that so much. And maybe it, it, since then, so since having those years of brave conversations, I've stayed in connection with several of the girls from the groups that, that we would host. And now it's more one-on-one that just started conversations and relationships that have turned into one-on-one relationships, one-on-one discipleship relationships, or just going and grabbing coffee or going and grabbing lunch or going and grabbing dinner. So it's just follow, follow the yes. What yeah. is God asking you to do that makes you afraid, right? For sure. And I think one thing that we have to remember is we don't always see the ripple effect of our initial yes. I mean, sometimes we do. I mean, I have girls that are in college now that have come back to intern with me that are going into ministry. And yeah, that was that was a result of our investment years ago. But there are other girls that I've lost touch with and they are flourishing and, and leading. And so I think we have to we have to have the big picture. This little mustard seed of what I can give is going to grow, you know? So, yes, I love that you shared that. Okay, so, final question, is there anything else that we haven't talked about or any passion upon your heart that you're like we we got to talk about this? No, I'm just encouraged to to lock hands with you and to say, you know, we are we're all in this together and it takes 
all the pieces. And I think running, running together, pressing on together is so encouraging for me. So I'm, I love you and I'm cheering you on from Texas for sure. And I just think, you know, we want to be a resource for each other and for others that are going, Oh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, start with making cookies and inviting a girl into your home or meeting her for coffee. Do what you can, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I I don't want to let you go without asking how, if someone's interested in learning more about their 14 gathering, where can they go? Well, they can jump over to our website. It is thereforegathering.com. Let me spell it. T-H-E-R-E, the number four, gathering.com. And you can follow us on social media as well, Therefore Gathering. You can email me through the website. I'd love to get connected with whoever and be, be a great encouragement to you or just a prayer partner if you're thinking of stepping out in obedience to do something. So, And when are you guys meeting? When is your um, gathering? It is February 18th and 19th, 2022. We're going, we're doing both this year, Lord willing, uh, meeting in person in Texas here in Fort Worth. 1,500 girls can come to the in-person event. And then we're going to live stream again. Yes, we are. And the tickets go on sale November 1st for both of those events. So we're ramping up. We have an amazing theme of hope this coming year. And it's just perfect. God gave it to us after girls from last year were just like leaning into hope and especially coming out of a pandemic. So our, our verses from Lamentations 3, if you want to go look that up, just therefore we have hope. And so I think it'll be a sweet encouragement to teenage girls. And if so, a simulcast, I want to make sure our listeners know this. That means that you can post it in your home and watch it on your TV or your computer with a group of girls. So if you're listening, you're like, I'm looking for a place to dive in with the next generation. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can go to bravegirlsgather.com and pull up some resources, or you can start planning for February, start writing a list, praying for girls and Go to thereforegathering.com and check it out and see how you can host a small group of girls in your home. All right, Tiffany, thank you so much. I know that you have so much going on right now, so I'm truly honored and we are blessed Uh that you spent the time with us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you guys for joining us for this episode today. We hope it encouraged you. And if it did, I just want to invite you to share it with someone else who might be encouraged with it as well. You can just copy the link to the episode or post about it in your social media and be sure to use the hashtag BeTheBraveOne so that we can find you as well. In Tiffany and Mandy's conversation today, some books were mentioned, some Brave Girls Gather tools were mentioned, and we are going to link it all in the show notes if you want to find those. And we're also going to link ways for you to learn more about their 14 gathering. Well, we have one more episode left in the Surrounded series, and it is going to release next Wednesday. So if you haven't subscribed already to this podcast, do so so you don't miss it. We love you guys, and we'll see you next week.